0: ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's
1: all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Soulful MBA podcast. Today, we are going to talk all about one of my very favorite topics. It's all about heroes. And I think this is really relevant to business and to life because who our heroes are says a lot about who we are and who our heroes are, I think, also uh, says something about the extent to which we're willing to kind of empower ourselves to make change or build new things in the world. I'm joined here with my co-host, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Hello, hello. And we've each picked out a few of our mentors and heroes to talk with you about today. I think given that this is a brand new podcast, you're just starting to get to know who we are and what we're all about. We thought it was only fitting that we share with you a little glimpse into kind of our minds and our hearts by learning about who our heroes are and why those people are folks that we hold up to such high standards. So Sandy, why don't you go ahead and get started? Why don't we each have, I think, three that we've picked out for today. Sure. So why don't you go ahead and start with your first one, and we can kind of just like do a, a tennis match and go back and forth.
0: Sure. Yeah. Great. So when we first discussed this topic and what, who our heroes would be, the first person that came to mind is a very, very dear friend of mine. Uh, her name is Sharon Haran, and she lives in Newfoundland, which is the easternmost province in Canada. I think it's actually the Easternmost point of North America. It's like almost all the way to Britain. Very, you know, small population. Uh, it has historically been a really economically depressed area. And Sharon is a, a friend of mine who she's also a podorthist, so from my old my old career. And as soon as I met her, I just found her amazing. She just as an, a female entrepreneur, she's done things that I could never even dream of. And I find her especially astonishing because of, I don't know, if she came from Toronto, what she's accomplished may not be that spectacular, but for some reason, because she's in uh, in this little tiny, you know, out-of-the-way province. Uh, I think she's remarkable. But what I love about her, uh, what she's done is she started her formal training as an occupational therapist. And in Canada, an OT would typically be in stay in the the hospital setting or government-run facilities, maybe, you know, an outsourced clinic or something. But typically, they don't run their own businesses. Sharon... uh, you know, she's she's the OT that is the opposite of that. She went out and she started a company called Fit for Work. She hires physicians, she hires OTs, she hires PT physiotherapists, and she's got this huge business out of this little tiny town off the east coast of Canada. And at one point, they uh, found oil off of Newfoundland, and so there's all these offshore uh, oil rigs, and they needed to have these. Medicals for all the workers to do to to uh, to go to the to the rig. So she started this whole other part of her company where she was writing these incredibly uh, complicated proposals to get the contracts, and she won so many. She, her business just blossomed, and I think what what I love about her is that she just didn't she doesn't really have any any limitations to what she can do. Like she doesn't have any limiting beliefs. I'm sure she does, but from an outward appearance, it seems that she doesn't because whatever hole there is in the business world or in that medical field that she's in, she just goes and hires whoever she needs to. And it has this incredible, incredible business. And I think also she's a hero of mine because she's like this master communicator. She can run a a board meeting, a business meeting like no one I've ever met before. So i really learned a lot from her. Uh, she and I were both in uh, the president role of the of our governing body up here in Canada, Podorthic Association of Canada. And, and she was just mesmerizing to watch her on a board table. So as a female, as a leader, as a communicator, I just, I really, really look up to her. So that's my first hero. I think that's great. I, I, I just want to
1: add a little footnote into this conversation and say that I think we're so different than other people like are here who are you're going to get a little joke probably <laughs> when you hear mine right but like who we are is I think so unique and and a little bit odd compared to, to like kind of most people who have podcasts in our space, like in either health and wellness or in entrepreneurship. So I just like, I just want everyone to know that we know that about ourselves and we kind <laughs> of embrace it and own it. So first of all, so that's, I think, beautiful that you, you know, you have this entrepreneur woman that you hold up in such high esteem Sandy, and that you've been able to, in a lot of ways, model your own career after. And um, I think it's really important to have female Heroes and female leaders that we look up to. I have on my list. I I always actually struggle, just being totally honest, with finding a woman to look up to professionally um, at that level. Just most of my heroes have traditionally been men, and I'm acutely aware of that. And so I'm constantly trying to uncover why that's the case for me. But I do have one today that I'm going to talk about in a, in a little while. But I feel like the first one I should talk about, and this is gonna say a lot about me as a person, it's probably a little bit surprising to to almost anyone who knows us, who's listening, who who knows us from Namastream and the Soulful MBA, but it's actually Al Gore. And Al Gore has probably had the most impact on me um, of any, you know, of anyone other than people I know closely and personally. Um, and that's that's I know probably a little bit strange, but you know if you think back, my background is as a climate change lawyer and as kind of a climate advocate and activist, um, and so that he's the man that's most defined my life for the most number of years. I actually read Al Gore's book Earth in the Balance, his um, his book that he wrote in the '90s when I was in middle school. I read it at the I got it at the library, and I fell in love with it. it was it was a little bit over my head at, in times but i just was so enamored by this person who came across to me as so brilliant and he was so forward thinking and in a lot of ways i went on to shape my entire kind of young life around around that experience of reading his book. I went on to work for him in his presidential race, which is a whole other story that we can maybe talk about one day. And then I went on to be one of the first people who was trained by him to give his inconvenient truth slideshow. And I, I've given that presentation around the world many, many times on stage. So I, I, and I just, I credit a lot of who I am and who I grew into as a young woman to him. And um, I just, I found that his, his intellectual prowess and his professionalism and his dedication as a public servant were worse, just a breath of fresh air to me as a young thinker. And there's a lot of, there are a lot of points of contention and things I didn't agree with, like with any, any hero. Right. But anyway, he, he is, he's who I, I always go to first. So, and I think that that's, that's kind of an important point too, Sandy, for us to talk about that even though we have heroes, all of us have heroes and mentors and leaders that we look up to whether or not we know them personally, none of them are perfect. And so I th- I think it's worth just recognizing that everyone that you kind of put that hero tag on is a human being also, and that it doesn't necessarily need to detract from the great work that they do in the world, but we all know the stories of people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King not being perfect men and perfect husbands. And I think that we just, anyway, you know, just it's important to think about people as humans and not even though they're a hero of yours, not necessarily to put them up on a pedestal.
0: Well, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with Sharon Haran. She doesn't make any mistakes and I've never (laughs) seen her mess up anything.
1: Maybe it's because she's a woman.
0: Maybe. (laughs) Well, who's your second one, Sam? My second one is also female. I struggle to find male heroes, so I'm the opposite of you. But my second one is Julie Aurora. And she's also someone I know personally that uh, I ended up uh, working with her. She was a coach of mine for, I think it was about nine months in 2013 or 2014. And she is this amazing, again, she's female, she's an entrepreneur but she has this beautiful body of work that she teaches and coaches entrepreneurs around. And that is um, to bring sort of a more mindfulness to, to being an entrepreneur, to the opening up the state of allowing to just, I think the biggest thing that she taught me, so she kind of does a lot of like law of attraction kind of work, but she has her own personal spin on it and she brings it to the entrepreneur, which I don't see a lot, a lot of uh, out there. And, um, I I worked with her. I heard her podcast. That's initially where I was introduced to her. And I, I can tell you exactly where I was on the street and what, what I was wearing, what the weather was like. It's one of those sort of moments of angels are singing and heaven's open. When I, when I listened to her, I I could not believe what she was saying. And I wanted to immerse myself in her way of thinking and her way of working. And so I I listened to that podcast, I think, back to back three times in a row, just bang, 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 because I couldn't get enough of her voice and what she was saying. And I contacted her to ask if I could work with her and and ended up uh, arranging that. And I think the biggest thing that she taught me was the idea of in, in, in our culture, in our society, to work as an entrepreneur, to make it big, if you will, or to succeed means you have to work really hard and you have to push really hard and you have to work 14 hour days or you're not really an entrepreneur, that kind of whole, you know, push, push, push mentality. And she just wants to wipe, wipe that out. So she teaches you so many other ways of getting yourself in alignment and allowing things to come to you as opposed to you going out and working hard to get whatever it is that you want. And in that period of, for me, working with her was a a really, um, I was kind of morphing into something else at the time. I had just, you know, sold my business and started this new software, not Namastream, but Connectable.biz, my first software company. I was starting that. I was working from home by myself. It was all very new. And she just taught me sometimes like whatever the question that she taught me was, what do you need in this moment right now? And so whenever I was struggling or worried or overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed or not uh, uncertainty, I would just stop and like, what do I need right now? What do I need? And sometimes it was a cup of tea in the window in the sunshine, or sometimes it was a nap. I never napped so much during my working career as I did when I was working with Julie, whatever I needed to make myself feel better at that moment Uh, I would do. And, and it was a really magical way to operate. And so often I'd come back to my inbox and I'd have these emails Are like, Hey, I'm interested in this. Hey, would you like to join this podcast? Like things would come to me without any effort because I was, you know, snoozing It was ridiculous. Like it was such a cool experience. So she is definitely uh, one of my heroes. And I also want to mention she's been in big business, right? She was on dragon's den. She's not just, you know, she's she's lived this stressful she's
1: not just some coach no
0: no no she she actually pitched on dragon's den which is in canada that's the equivalent of shark's tank in the u.s so she's had a multi-million dollar business her russell simmons was her she partnered with russell simmons and moved to new york she had uh, opportunities with her product with disney and with pepsi and like you know her product it was a food product a healthy food product she had it in whole foods across the u.s like she's She's done big business, and she just walked away from it all and just changed how she thought, how she operated, and, and she was still making lots of money, was still incredibly happy, and you know, found the husband that she wanted, and she, everything just aligned up for her because of the way that she thinks and operates. So for that reason, she's my hero. That's great. I think
1: from what I know of Julie, she's an amazing, remarkable human being. So it's nice to hear a little bit more about the backstory there. Yeah. And your second one? My second one, I'm going to talk about Seth Godin. So sort of switching gears into entrepreneurship for me as well. Um, Seth Godin is, I don't know, I i don't even know how to describe how I feel about him. I, I would say he's like one of the top three or four people in the world I have the most respect for as a thinker and as a human being from, from my own limited experience with him. So I was lucky enough to get to spend some time working directly with Seth and a small group of people a few summers ago at his office in New York and a little amazing <laughs> magical time. I got, I, 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 I feel like I don't even know where to start. I've read everything he's written. I have like the audiobook version and the actual paper version of all of his books. And what I've done is, it like over time and and often many times, <laughs> I've listened to the book and then like r- highlighted along and wrote notes in the margins of all of his books as I listened to his voice reading them. If you don't know who he is, like he's considered, you know, sort of like. The godfather of the internet in a lot of ways. If you just search for Seth on Google, he's who pops up, and he's just a genius thinker. And he's a he's a genius thinker about business and marketing and technology, but also I think more importantly about life. And I just I've learned a lot of lessons from reading his work over the years. Um, and I think he sent he writes a daily blog post every single day. There's a he sends out a blog that goes out through his RSS feed and his email newsletter and. Sometimes those posts are really, really short, but they're always filled with, I feel like exactly what I need to read or hear on any given day. I have multiple quotes up from Seth around my office, and I refer to his work on a daily basis. So when I, when I have to think about a hero of mine, like someone that's actually integrated into my life and into our business on a daily and weekly basis, it's Seth. Um, and, and I just, I don't know, I can't say enough amazing
0: things. I think about on her. the internet, there's so many people doing the same thing, or they're all kind of copying each other. But Seth is somebody who, who is just unique. There's nobody like him. There's nobody saying what he's saying. Like he, yeah. he really is remarkable. He is definitely something, someone that everyone I think should follow who's in this space.
1: Yeah. And I'll just say the Icarus, if you're, if you're just hearing about Seth for the first time or you haven't read a lot of his work, the Icarus deception is my very favorite book of his. And, um, I would highly recommend you to read it so we can add that a link to that book in the show notes, but you can't really go wrong with anything. I feel like he's ever written and you should certainly subscribe to his blog, um, because it's free and it's just a little nugget of wisdom that comes to you every single day. So Seth is my second one. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com.
0: Who's your third one, Sandy? My third one is a man, it is Ritual. And I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with him, but. I don't think Rich, like I just call him Rich, like I know him. I don't think Rich <laughs> knows how much of an influence he's been in my life. He had a huge, huge impact um, on me, and I've been following. Right now, he's a, a really well-known podcaster. I think his his he's always like top ten, you know, as far as health and wellness podcasts. He's always consistently up there. He's an author. He does public speaking, and he he runs these beautiful retreats with his wife in Italy, which are is on our. Bucket list, which we will go to one day, you and I. It is in
1: our secret group shared Pinterest board.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. That is. I forgot that. But yeah, I think it was probably four years ago uh, when I was still working in my um, old business and I was sort of losing traction. I was not into. I was really unhappy and I was quite ill. I was exhausted. And um, a girlfriend and I were met for coffee and she knew I was struggling. And she brought. Uh, she had just. Rich's book, Finding Ultra, his first, his autobiography came out, came out and she brought it and she read this passage to me and I don't have it. And I would love to go back and find it, but, uh, and she read it to me and then she was, I think this is what's happening to you. And she read this passage and she looked up and I was just bawling and she's like, what, what? I'm like, this is, this is my life. This is exactly my life. And, and, and just to give you a little backstory on Rich, he was a, a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer in Hollywood. He was overweight and he had a Past addictions, drug, and alcohol. His wife is this beautiful, slim, yogi, vegan, spiritual person, and she could never convince him to kind of clean up his lifestyle. And then he had this sort of moment on the stairs where he suffered a mild heart attack and he, you know, was scared, of course. And from that moment, he decided to turn to his wife and learn from her and he became a vegan. And then uh, eventually he started running and swimming and he started, he, he was he was nominated as the, or maybe he actually was the fittest man in the world, according to, I think, Men's Fitness, one of the Men's Fitness magazines. Like outside
1: Magazine or something. Maybe it was
0: Outside. And he does these like, you know, ridiculous ultra Iron Man, you know, five in seven days and kind of thing. So he's just completely transformed his life. But what I love about him is that he, he followed this sort of, you know, this, this inkling of an idea that something had to change, but there was so much fear about leaving, you know, leaving the law profession. That's who he was. And how would he make money? And he just took a leap of faith and he changed his life entirely. And that at the same time, when I read his book, that's just about before I did exactly the same thing. So I feel like I'm kind of on a parallel um, path with him in some ways. I feel like he's a bit of a kindred spirit, even though he has no idea in the world who I am. But uh, he will one day because I'm going to meet him on the retreat and shake his hand and say thank you. <laughs> but he's just a, a beautiful person to follow. And his podcast, I remember um, when it first started. I remember when he first started his podcast. And I, I always remember him saying that he wants to, um, he, he said about podcasts, he wants to reinvent the lost lost art of long form conversation because twitter and you know is so many characters and everything on tv or radio is 30 second sound bites and everything is limited and the podcast has no limit and he just wanted to have a conversation and so some of his uh podcasts are like two hours you know but uh, a lot of people don't agree with that but for me it's like well maybe listen to it over a couple of days like i still i love his voice like he has a he's fantastic with people. He's really a great interviewer. I think he's, his skills have really grown in that. He's just natural at it. And he's a beautiful writer. I love his uh, blog posts and even what he puts, um, the blog posts about the podcast. I even love those. So he's been a real, definitely a real hero. Well, I also love Everything
1: he's doing. And I will say that I found him early on too. I think I remember his first podcast. He's I'm not putting him in my top three just because we need to have different ones. (laughs) But I will also say that he inspired me to do triathlons after I had my baby girl. Oh really?
0: That's why I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So I reading his book inspired me to do that. And I also felt like a kindred spirit in a different way because he was a swimmer. Mm -hmm. I was I grew up as a swimmer and also you know, have a former life as a lawyer. So I think we have I, – I, like, identify with that part of him. And I also right. – I was on and off vegan for most of my young life, too. So I was, like – it was very um, – also, I felt, like, this deep connection with him and really respect his work. So I will add that in. And he and has yeah. that
0: beautiful Plant Power uh, book. Oh, we'll
1: yeah. put that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, one one cook my cookbook. The cookbook. Add that to the show notes. That yeah, is one of my right. favorite
0: books. And I just – even just looking at the, the photographs, the photography, he's got some kind of talent for – you know selfies too like his his photographs yeah. are beautiful i love his instagram feed too so we'll we'll put that link to the to the cookbook as well
1: yeah i think that's a great idea okay so i will dive into my last one and it's kind of switching gears but i I wanted to just talk a little bit about Mary Robinson, and she's my third one. And it's really hard to narrow this down to just three. So that's the other thing. If you asked me a different day, what my top three <laughs> heroes were, it would, you know, it would be really like the. There, I have like sort of this like floating dozen. And any given moment, there's maybe three in the very tippy top. But Mary Robinson is a person that I admire immensely in the world, and she was the first woman president of Ireland. Um, back in the 90s. And then she was the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights right after that. And she's been like this UN Secretary General Special Envoy to Africa. And she's just done this amazing work. She's also the Chancellor of Trinity College in Dublin. And she's this like, brilliant, generous, talented, thoughtful, warm, loving, devoted person. And, um, and so I, I mentioned earlier that I've really struggled with Finding female heroes. And I think it's maybe because I hold them up to a different standard. I've had women that I've worked for that I've deeply looked up to, like political leaders or professors, faculty members. And honestly, like I've been heartbroken by the ways that some of these women have talked to me. I think that's a whole other conversation, the way that that women cut each other down. Anyway, but that's a separate conversation. I think we should do a podcast on that and the ways that we support each other. But Mary Robinson was none of those things to me. She is someone I don't know very well, but she has also intersected in my life because of climate change and human rights work. And she's one of the kind of heroes out in the world that I admired most. And I, when I was a law student, I, I worked with a friend to put on a really big conference um, that ended up becoming really, really big, in large part because we sent an email to her asking if she would come from Ireland to Seattle and speak at our law school for this little conference we were putting on. And she agreed. Like this, this amazing female world leader agreed to come because she thought what we were doing was important. And I think it, it ended up having a huge impact on my career and my work. And I think that it also just, it was uh, humbling to see how generous someone who has that kind of uh, background and level of power could be towards like two really young women just starting out in their careers and how much time she gave us. And What was she doing at the time? She was starting a nonprofit, like a foundation, a nonprofit for climate justice. And I can link to a bunch of her work out there. She wasn't
0: the... Head of the she's, UN well she was else.
1: Chancellor of she's, she was ch- Chancellor of the, this major university in Ireland and still doing a lot of work for the UN. So yeah so I think there was a little break between kind of like 2002 and 2013 and she I got to, to work with her in 2009 and so there was this break where she was like not officially anything for the UN or any like world government leader at the moment, but she was you know she's sort of got her hands in some important projects. Um, including like running a major university. So yeah. And I was just completely flabbergasted. And I just remember um, the night after yeah, the conference was several days long and the la- the final night she just took me and my my partner in the conference, Jen, she took us out to dinner, like just the two of us. And mm. like, she just wanted time with us. There's all these like dignitaries and sort of in our sector, at least like famous legal thinkers and minds and people who'd come from all over the world. And She was really particular about, like, just I just want time with you, and I don't know that had such a lasting impact on me to feel like what I was doing and what how I thought, and that that was valuable to someone like her. So, beyond all of like the admiration and adoration I have for the work that she does in and of itself, like the fact that she was such a human to me, like, she was such a generous, giving human to me, like is, is what I think makes her in that top three in my heroes. Cause, cause like that's, it's one thing to be out publicly on a stage or in a company or, you know, in a government doing good work and being the face of something big. It's another thing to also be a good person <laughs> to like the individuals that you interact with. Right. And that's where like these people like Seth Godin and Mary Robinson make that, like they make that mark on me. They leave that mark on me because they're both like my interactions with those people have been, nothing short of, I don't know, like uh, the most generous people I've ever met, you know? So anyway, so that's amazing. My third. And we'll, I'll put a bunch of links to her various work and projects, but she just also like, she gave us Seamus Heaney is this like famous Irish poet. And she had, when she was like retiring from the high commission on human rights from the UN, like she had these like autographed poems printed on cardstock of one of his poems, like about, human rights. And she brought this like beautiful poem that's autographed by this famous Irish poet and brought it as a gift, you know, like, like that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Beautiful. So it is beautiful. It's beautiful. I'll, and I'll link to the poem as well too, because I think that's really important Um, just to share too. So anyway, so that, I think like those are, you know, just, I, I, I wanted to do this episode because I feel like you and I each sharing, sharing three of our heroes gives people a glimpse into who we are and what we're about that like no amount of talking could really do, you know, no amount of just us explaining who we are and what's important to us could really provide. So, yeah, no, I think it was great. Yeah. So anyway, that's us. Those are our heroes. I think we'd love to learn about your heroes too. I would love to hear. Yes. Yeah. So come into our free Facebook group, the soulful MBA. You can get to us by going to soulful.mba slash Facebook and it's a free community to learn and grow and share and go ahead and let us know who's made a lasting impact in your life because we're always looking for new people to follow and new books to read and new podcasts to listen to and um, you know, share the love.
0: And let's do our joy and hustle yeah, to round this out. So I'm going to give the joy this week and I would like to share the podcast link where I first heard Julie, which had this amazing interview with Andy Drish, who is a friend of ours. And I'm going to give that link. It's the Starting From Nothing podcast with Julie Aurora. And if you have a chance to listen to it, I would highly, highly recommend it.
1: That is great. And I am, for the hustle today, going to recommend that you check out Seth Godin's Ship It Journal. So Seth Godin has a free journal that you can download online and print out. I highly recommend that you actually print this one out. It's, I think, 26 pages. And it's a process that is basically all around goal setting. And it's a free, like I said, it's a free tool that you can use. It's, a, it's something that I actually got to do with Seth in person um, when I was working with him a couple summers ago. And it's basically a tool that you can use to achieve any single goal that you set out. Like if you follow all the steps in this book, he basically says, like, you'll achieve it. And it's it's just you give yourself two or three hours to go through the process. And it's, it's really amazing. So the Ship It Journal is my hustle resource.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: That's our episode. Thank you for joining us for the Soulful MBA podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: MBA is not just the name of our podcast, it's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba slash sample.